Welcome to Fire Talk, where we give you the latest uh, news and updates on Southeastern Athletics. I'm Drew Watson, Athletics Director here at SCU. I'm your host, and our president and host, Dr. our normal host, Dr. Ingalls, on the road. But we have our, our top pinch hitter, uh, and Donnie Smith, our Director of Athletic Communications. How are you today, Donnie? Doing all right. I think the Diamondbacks might be able to use a little bit of a uh, clutch, clutch pinch hitter right now. Yeah, they, they're, they're struggling kind right now. Kind of up against it a little bit. Should be the Phillies, but that's a topic for another day. Want, want. So, Donnie, I can't believe it, but we're at the end of the fall season. It's playoff time, and joining us for a special playoff edition of Fire Talk are Clay and Caleb Roberts. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you. How you doing today? Doing well. Yeah? Doing well. Now, this is both of your second appearance on Fire Talk. Uh, is, were you, are you less nervous this time than you maybe were the first time? I felt pretty good. I wore a sweatshirt just in case. Um, you know, you cover up some, some sweat there, but I feel pretty good about it. So as I mentioned, Dr. Engel is traveling today. He's in Southern California, his home away from home. Um, whenever he goes there, the first thing he gets is an In-N-Out burger. Okay, so people have strong feelings on In-N-Out. Like, how, how do you guys, the three of you, feel about In-N-Out? I'm a big fan. Yeah. Double-double uh, animal style. Here we go. Okay. Clay? I'm just going for a milkshake usually. Milkshakes are pretty good. Donnie? Yeah, I, I like hamburgers. It, it's hard to mess that up, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Well, there's a certain administrator um, here who likes to give Dr. Engel a, a hard time, and he just calls in and out the McDonald's of the West. And Dr. Engel gets very offended by that. But uh, I think for this administrator, who may or may not, may not be Chris Owen, uh, he feels like it's it's a little bit complicated, like mm. animal style, you know, all the things that you have to to go through to order what you want. You, you know? need to you need to do what I do at Starbucks and just order what you want in whatever phrase you want. So like when I go to Starbucks, I ask for a medium coffee. I don't ask for the venti. I don't ask for the grande. Let, I just want a medium coffee. You let them translate. Yes. Is that how we do it in and out? Go for it. Yeah. If you want it with whatever, just tell them that. And then they can say, oh, animal style? Yeah, sure, if that's what you want to call it. So do you, you go animal style on the fries? I do. Okay, that's a, that's a lot. Fully loaded. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a clogged artery. Yeah, or two. Yeah, you got to go for yeah. a walk afterwards. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> no, I like In-N-Out. Um, I usually go animal style, but, uh, you know, sometimes just a double-double, you know, the, just the regular way. Keep it classy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I usually no. just go single, kind of pace yourself a little bit, save room for that shake that, that Clay mentioned. Or you could go two singles, and it's kind of like a double-double plus. That's aggressive. Yeah, very aggressive. All right, so, uh, Donnie, you want, to, uh, you want to lead us off here with our first question for these guys? Yeah, so before we get into uh, the Sun Conference tournament next week, uh, women's soccer, men's soccer, you guys are brothers, you get to coach at the same place. Clay, you're the oldest. Caleb, tell us where you where you fall in the pecking order of things. I am the second oldest, so just a few okay. years behind Clay. Yeah, Three and a half, four years. Okay. So how was it growing up together? Uh, I'm sure a little bit of uh, soccer battles here and there, some some backyard hoops and whatnot. How, how were things? How would you describe it? Mm, yeah, I mean – a lot of sports, you know, we're, we're one of four, you know, two of four boys here. And so sports, uh, not just soccer, were common, right? So you got backyard football, you got baseball games going on. But soccer for sure, I think we all have just kind of um, drifted towards it as we got older. And uh, competitive spirits, you know, were, were in each of us. So some, some fun battles. The competitive spirit pick up a little bit beating up on each other? Yeah, I think we could turn anything into a competition. As we grew up, I mean, you could say, you know, do the laundry. I can do it faster. 
and literally anything <laughs> and everything can become a competition and quickly a, a fight after that. Yeah. yeah, so so some some brothers, you know, are are tight growing up and then remain tight, and others like fight like cats and dogs when they're young and then become close. What? How would you categorize you guys? I think we're always close. Um, you know, I think that our our family just dynamic. Um, and we got great parents, and, and they did a great job of teaching us that, you know, teaching the importance of family. And so um, I think we were really close. We remain really close, you know, to this day and uh, have the same competitive spirits. I mean, we just went on a uh, four-brother golf outing uh, last Cinco de Mayo weekend. And, you know, <laughs> I have not played that much golf in a weekend ever. And yeah. the old guy here definitely was feeling it. And these guys are still peppering it by the third <laughs> round. And, um, but, you know, it's just fun. It creates a fun atmosphere. Now you have three boys. You have two girls. Yeah. Uh, that, that's got to be a lot of fun watching them grow up. Are there any traditions that you had as kids that you've passed on to them? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say traditions, but just the importance of family. Everything we yeah. try to do revolves around, okay, what does everyone want to do? Yeah. You know, what, what is Clay and his family doing? What, what are the other brothers and my mom doing? So constantly trying to be around each other on those, those big holidays, not centered on different things, but make sure family is the, the center point. It's the biggest tradition, really. And you see that at games, right? On the north side, the northwest corner there of the field is the is the Roberts section, and all the kids are, are mixing it up and running behind the bushes, and, you know, moms are trying to corral them, and it's it's really fun to be there and watch them. You know? It's strategically placed, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we need a ball to roll out on the field to stop play, you know, we got signals yeah. in place. Uh, it does happen. You know, it, so does it does happen. Yeah. It does. It, I mean, I may have let the, the cat out of the hat there, but uh, – now they love it. They love being together. Every one of them, you know. There's there's not an age difference. You know, they're all. Yeah. They don't see each other as, with that gap. They just they go for it. Uh, last night Halloween, they went for it. You know, it's just <laughs> a fun time. Yeah. And that's cool. That's stuff they'll never forget. You know, they're co- playing with their cousins at soccer soccer matches, and that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. What did everybody dress up as yesterday? Um, yesterday, this is our fourth Halloween day in a row for our family. <laughs> Yesterday, um, my oldest daughter dressed up as an American flag and patriot, <laughs> patriot, yeah. true patriot, and a UCF cheerleader. Okay, they get to pick their own outfits yesterday. So awesome! And Grandpa was a UCF legend in football, yeah. right? Yes, he is a legend in football. Okay, so that's where that comes from. How about your three? My guys were sp- I had a Spider Man, I had a cowboy bandit because he wanted the. Okay. You, know, you cover things up there. It was very specific. Uh, COVID cowboy? Yeah, COVID cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and a yeah. soccer player, you know, okay. they, they go for it. They had some originals and they had some creativity. So, I like that's it. That's cool. You guys, coming off of successful regular seasons, Clay, you're going to be the number three seed in this weekend's Sun Conference Tournament. Caleb, you guys got a first-round bye as the second-place team in the league. Pretty difficult regular season schedule you had to go through this year with the uh, double up in the Sun Conference. Just kind of give us some of the highs and lows uh, from the regular season this year as you get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I think there were, I think highs and lows is the best way to say it. You know, there's uh, such a long season, um, but there's no real time for practice. You know, you're just playing a game, recovering, going again. And the weight of every game was so high and intense that, um, you know, there, there was just a mentality of, okay, let's get ready for the next one. You can't really harbor the feelings of the last one, whatever the result was, what, you know, if it's in our favor or not. You had to move on to the next one and, and 
you know, kind of re- restructure uh, the mindset going into it. But, you know, there were there were definitely some games where uh, you felt like we were really good and deserving, you know, and I, namely at first time out at, down at St. Thomas, you know, we walk out of there and it's one nothing. We were hitting the, you know, they're winning. We're chasing the game. We hit the crossbar. There's moments, you know, seconds left. We just throw everybody forward and, and go for it, you know, and they get one at the buzzer, you know, so the scoreline looks different than yeah. the game. But, you know, that, that could be viewed as a, a low, but, you know, maybe it was a high as well. You know, it kind of kicked us off and said, hey, we're right there. We need to just stay the course. And, um, you know, the strenuousness of the season, um, you know, injuries pile up and, um you know, I think about even just this past week uh, at the Florida Memorial game, going down a couple of goals and then you know rallying to come yeah. back and win a great a great game. And you know, so it's had those those up and downs, those ebbs and flows that you would want in a competitive season. So I think that's how it's it's best described. It's been one of the most competitive seasons I think in my time here. Yeah. And Caleb, you guys had to jump right into it against a couple of top ten teams, and things didn't get much easier from there. No, the the schedule is very difficult this year by design. Um, you want to play those tough games early to set you up for what the Sun Conference offers on, on, on the women's side. Um, and, and so it helped us, even though we didn't turn out too well in the first couple of games, but throughout the rest of the season we had that that mentality of every game means something because rather than starting conference standings the final month, it's the whole season now. Yeah. So every game you have to take seriously. Well, and those early two losses could have could have sidetracked you for a while, but it was really cool how you guys bounced back right away yeah. and took care of business. Now, we ha- as we head into the tournament, you both have home matches to start out. Who do you play, and, and when do you play? Um, we'll play the winner of St. Thomas and Warner. Okay. Um, they'll play on Saturday. We'll, we'll play Tuesday night at 7. Okay. Yeah. So we're excited for that. Yeah, and we're Saturday night here versus Weber International. Um, a good matchup. You know, I think that uh, everyone's playing really good right now going into the tournament. So our communication has been, it's been, a, it's up for grabs. You know, whoever wants it this tournament, they can, they can get it. It's within reach. There's no one that's really out of reach. And so that pathway puts us on if we're able to win uh, down at Kaiser in the semifinal uh, on Tuesday and, and then, you know, the final at the end of the week. So uh, we're, we're excited for the, the path that we're on. How do we match up against Weber? Well, we were able to beat them twice, you know, in the regular season, um, and they're, but they're a very good team. And I think those were actually two games that we played really well. Uh, we started well, you know, and maintained through uh, throughout the game and finished well, which, you know, it's kind of been an Achilles heel for us. You know, there's been some games where we didn't start out well and we've either chased the game or it's been enough that we couldn't overcome the deficit. Um, and so the importance of starting out well, if we're able to do that again, then, hey, you know, I would naturally say feel good about our, you know, chances. But it's the tournament, you know, yeah. and, and it's do or die. And, and, and they have the same mentality. Everyone's played this long season to reach this goal. So, you know, a seeding really is just an organization of who you get to play and, you know, who really wants it and who's determined on the day, I think, is, is going to be our champion. Now, we add the overtimes back now, yeah. correct? So it's no, no, no longer just finishing 90 minutes yeah, with a tie? To check the rules again. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they're back. And we play all of it. Yeah, it's all crazy. It. All it's, not, it. it's not golden yeah. goal, Yeah, which is different, you know? Yeah. On the women's side of things, from a coaching standpoint, you're going to play either St. Thomas or Warner. Uh, you might have a feel for how that game's going to go. But from your preparation, until you know the result of that game Saturday, how do you go about practice and kind of scouting and getting your team ready to go? Yeah, I mean, it's not so much scouting for the next few days. It's just more of getting us ready, getting us in the best place health-wise, um, getting our movements right, just really focusing on what we want to do. 
so that as we know, Saturday night, kind of, you know, a, a walk around Sunday night and Monday, we can focus on another opponent. We're not going to overdo it focusing until we know who we're going to play. Playing a team for the third time this year, I mean, there's, there's, there can't be many secrets left, right? There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be, but we'll we'll be watching the game Saturday night just to make sure um, there's no secret plays or set pieces or you know a random player they've been sitting waiting for this moment. So we'll be now, watching. Now you you watch that on on the computer? Or you go down there and scout them in person. I will watch it on the computer. Okay. Yeah. If it was maybe 45 minutes away, you might yeah. go down, but live streams are pretty good in some yeah, conference. That's so good. that's good. All right, now I want you to both pretend you're ESPN analysts. Right, you're sitting in the studio and you're analyzing this tournament. Okay, so how do you analyze? How do you analyze the top the top six seeds as we enter the women's tournament? Um, for for the women's side, the top six seeds all have the ability to win the tournament. Yeah, and you've seen it throughout the season when when you're looking at the three six matchup with St. Thomas and Warner, they tied this year, mm-hmm. and so that's going to be a very good game. Um, you look at the four five with Kaiser and um, Ave, you know they tied this year as well. And so you're looking at, even though the standings may be one thing, the matchups are completely different. And then you look at the semifinal matchups that have the potential to occurring, right? There's, there's ties with us in St. Thomas. Um, there could be a, a Warner game, which could go either way. Then you look at the SCAD versus um, Ave game. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was a tight game. Sure. Or SCAD versus Kaiser, there was a tie there. And so the top six are very even walking into to kind of this, this tournament. And so... I feel very fortunate to have a Saturday bye, yeah. uh, extra rest, extra preparation to get to sure. Tuesday. And that, now, I think the elephant in the room is Kaiser, you know, yeah. sitting at fourth. And not to set you up for any trash talk, I don't want you to do no, that. No. But, but that's got to be something that that, that, pro, that program's not used to that, you know, playing, playing, a, a, a cent, playing at a quarterfinal and then having to move, hopefully move up, you know, for them into the, into the semis. Yeah, I think it says a lot to where just kind of the conferences come. Mm-hmm. Overall, rather than it be a, a one-team show, or you know, there's four teams in the top 18 this week, and so we're having a very strong showing heading into the national tournament of who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Of you know, if it falls correctly, there could be four Sun Conference teams in there, including Kaiser. That'd be great. Clay, what about you? Yeah, I think there's no secret. St. Thomas has dominated the regular season, you know, and, and if you had to lay it out there, they're the heavy favorite. You know, they, they got the pressure, you know, to to do it and win it or, hey, somebody's going to upset them. Um, and it's always, I would think, and speaking on behalf of all the coaches, you know, they're, they're, they're at the top, but they're not out of reach. And Kaiser got them this past week, you know, on yeah. their last in the regular season game. And, mm. and so it kind of – it kind of gave another pathway, a different view to say, okay, you know, we played them a certain way. They played them a certain way. Let's learn from that. Let's pick up on that. And, and, uh, but they're the heavy favorite for sure, you know, and, and they're a tough team, no doubt. Um, they're, they're definitely, uh, have, have been deserving of everything they've, they've received this year. Um, but, after that, I think it's it's up for grabs. You know, you can go through the matchups, and there's not uh, any of the teams remaining except for I guess us against Weber. So I guess some pressure on us. You know, like you said, yeah. it's hard to beat a team three times, but nobody else falls in the in the in the category there. And so we tied with Kaiser. They beat us. Uh, we lost to Florida Memorial. We beat them. You know, and so uh, SCAD. We we beat them. We tied them up there. And so everyone's capable. You know, I think yeah. that they have um, each team have threats to win the game. I think 
think we're going to see a conference player of the year potential not come from the number one, two, or three team. You know, I, I think it's going to come from a lower team. Um, but that player has done a tremendous job to help get his team, you know, where they're at. Like you said, just get to the tournament, and you know, it's going to be up for grabs. So, I think that's probably the best way to say that after after kind of putting St. Thomas to the side, you know, on the day, you know, anybody can move forward. So, so I, I don't want you to step in here, but I'm going to ask you a question that, that could lead there. Now, Caleb mentioned there's four teams on the women's side in the top 18. So obviously the Sun Conference is very strong nationally. I think the men's side of the Sun Conference is just as strong, but we don't have four teams in the top 18. Uh, how, how, how does the men's side of this conference get, get the recognition that we deserve? Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, there are at least four to five teams that are right there on the national level. Um, you know, but we have a rating system, you know, that's set up the way it is. Yeah. And I think there uh, are some conferences geographically near us that have done a good job of, you know, growing and expanding and, and limiting the outside of non-conference, you know, the non-conference games um, so that they don't play. And so we're kind of stuck geographically. It's, it stitches us up a little bit. Yeah. And so I think in the eyes of a lot of the other Raiders, hey, they, uh, we get a knock of, well, they don't go and play other teams. Well, we also say, well, you don't come and play us. Right. Uh, we've extended the invitation every year. We work well within our within our conference to try to double up and get games. We've hosted teams here and brought St. Thomas or, um, you know, Warner up, you know. And, and so we're, we're doing our best, you know, within our means to, to do the necessary things to kind of close that gap. Uh, I don't think the other – uh, teams are, you know, as welcoming, um, and that's okay. You know, we just got to play that system, and, and hopefully that that will change. And I know next year we're talking about scheduling next year. We're going up to play Lindsey Wilson. Yeah. We'll go up in that trip play Bethel. We're going up to play Georgia Gwinnett. We're willing to do those things, and you know, it's tough to go on the road. It, it, there's no doubt yeah. about that. Um, but I think our conference as a whole is willing to say, hey, we're willing to do it, and. You know, and that will help bridge the gap. But there are definitely four teams, um, maybe five on the men's side, that when you look at the national ratings, I just looked at the polls that came out today, and you're just going, well, I wish that we could have that matchup, yeah. you know, just to, to, to be able to say, hey, look, you know, you know the 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 talent is there. It's just not getting recognized, and it's been interesting. We had some some new coaches come in our conference this year from other from other conferences. They were Raiders in the past, and they'll tell you that our conference has four to five top teams, not yep. just you know comparable team, top teams, and so uh, it is what it is, you know, and just kind of keep going going forward and, and doing our best with it. It's good. All right, we'll give you guys a wrap up here. Both of you, again, have home games to start off the conference tournament. Home field advantage, obviously, a huge thing. You've had some good student crowds. What's the pitch to kind of fill up those stands these last couple home games? I mean, Tuesday night will probably be 63 degrees. Nice fall day yeah, in Florida. Beautiful. Nice day to see outside. That's the way I would say. Come watch a, a fun action-packed game. That's it. Yeah, I and mean, for me, hey, come, come see something new. If you don't know anything about soccer, these are the games you would want to come. Uh, it's the playoffs. Uh, you're going to get the best effort from the players, hopefully, and, and the focus is going to be there. So you're going to you're going to get hopefully our best version of you know of who we are. Um, but also, hey, have some school spirit. You know, we, we're all a family. We, we use the term fire family around here a lot in a lot of different uh, spaces. And so, hey, we need the fire family to show up, you know, for both of the games this week and, and, uh, and help us, you know, kind of be that, that extra player out there on the field that we need. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk. I want to talk about one soccerism. So we talked about the ties you can have in soccer. We've talked about the result, the word result in soccer in our, on a previous show. There's one more that I want to ask you about. 
Soccer coaches love to say, unlucky, unlucky. Now, what's the difference between unlucky and that was just a bad pass? Like, how, how do you delineate unlucky? Like, unlucky seems to me as a basketball coach, like you're trying to encourage. Like, it didn't work out, but nice try. But how do you guys see that? I don't use that term a lot. Okay. <laughs> Very rarely. But they do use it. Uh, but the way I would view it is simply is like when two people go in for a tackle, the ball is going to pop out somewhere. It's going to pop out to the other team. And that's unlucky. It, it could have popped out to you. Just didn't work out. And for that's you. truly unlucky. That's truly unlucky. That's the only way that I view it. Okay, coach. I got nothing. I completely <laughs> disagree with it. There's no unluckiness <laughs> about it. It's either terrible or it's good. That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, create that, your that own luck. We, terrible pass. Yeah, I don't care if you think passes. it's unlucky. That is an awful pass. Fix it. Yes. Get it right. That's exactly what I'm watching Man. soccer. Sometimes I hear unlucky. I'm like. That just was bad. Like, you just pass it to the other team. It wasn't unlucky. It's unlucky <laughs> if yeah. you get a certain referee again, yeah. right? That's unlucky. <laughs> That's, like, That's unlucky. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank we wish you. you the best in the playoffs. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's get it done. Publix delivery, powered by Instacart. Between work and to-do lists, Publix knows your time is valuable. Let them help you regain time in your day by delivering groceries to your door. Learn more at Publix.com backslash shop. That's publix.com backslash shop. Donnie, I, I know I've asked you this before. Do you use Instacart? Uh, once, uh, but I'm also not the designated shopper of my household. So uh, once I've used it and once it was it was outstanding. Okay, good. As I said, I've said before, Kim uses it all the time. But sure. Um, designated shopper. Do we need to unpack that at all, or we just no, need to no, leave I, that there? I think okay. we're good. <laughs> well, let's just r- jump Not right sure into things. Not sure on the audience sometimes. <laughs> let's jump right into things, starting with volleyball. Firehold are, current, are currently 10-2 and two in Sun Conference play. They've clinched the number two spot, which gives them a bye in next Tuesday's uh, quarterfinal. Uh, they're behind St. Thomas, who's top seed, 12-0 and 0 undefeated in conference. We continue to have a great year. How's, how, how'd it go last week? Yeah, last week uh, to lock up that number two seed, couple of sweeps, uh, took down Warner at their place, and then a big home game on Saturday against Kaiser, beat them 3 nothing. Again, that's a team that's kind of given us some issues in the past. Yeah. Played really well at their place, uh, so it's it's wondering, it's like this is kind of the game to kind of lock them into third and lock Southeastern into second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they came out and played really well in that contest. Uh, good news, bad news, you're the number two seed, but Saturday is going to be the last home game of the year then. Yeah, yeah. So they'll 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 head to um, you know they'll head to St. Thomas yep. the following Friday for a, a, a semifinal match. Um, you know, so um, what are some of the highlights uh, as we played those matches last week as far as stats go? Yeah, I think individually, um, Tatiana Lyons coming off of a, a Sun Conference Player of the Week honor uh, was outstanding. Amelia Harding hit really well, had nine kills, uh, moving her to 181 on the season in that game against Warner. Uh, Allie Post-Lethway continues to direct a really good offense, uh, 27 assists against Warner, uh, and then 35 more uh, in the game against Kaiser. So we talked about playoffs next week, but we've got two matches this week, who do they play? Yep, on the road to Ave Maria today, and then coming up on Saturday, they will host Florida Memorial for the regular season finale. All right, well, we wish them the best as they uh, finish out the regular season. Football, uh, tough loss at Victory Field on, on Saturday night against Florida Memorial, uh, 35-24. Uh, we were up in the fourth quarter there, and, and, you know, and just, just couldn't uh, – they scored two touchdowns late. Uh, what did you see out there? Yeah, I think – I think the defense was probably 
it's going to say weird. It's going to sound weird, but I think the defense played well and kind of did their part. Again, this was a, a Florida Memorial offense that was one of the best in college football coming yep. in, over 40 points a game, almost 530 yards a game. Uh, we kind of held them in check for three and a half quarters, I would say. Um, had to be really pleased, especially with a lot of young guys on the field uh, in some key spots. Uh, really take away two long plays that they were able to pull up, one pass and one on the ground. Uh, and I think it's a different ball game. So it's tough. You'd rather have some positives in a win uh, than, than to take the loss and still be encouraged by some things. But I think there's a lot of good things to take away. Uh, you look at the, the first half mistakes that were made, and yep. you're still right in the game. Yep. Uh, third quarter, you have the lead once again. Um, so really some, some good things to take away, even though the result didn't go their way. Yeah, and as you mentioned, I mean, we we gave them the ball deep in deep in our territory twice. Um, you know, their kicking game is not very strong. Sometimes it's hard to feel those right. those kicks that are kind of um, line unorthodox. drive knuckleballs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so and 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 football fumbles happen. But you know, I I think for me, um, you know, and I know you're going to get to some stats, but you know, we had we had an incident after the game, and I I just want to say I don't want to get into it, but I want to say I was really proud of our guys and our coaches for keeping their cool. And uh, doing what they should have done, which is walk away, and uh, so I'm I'm really proud of them. But tell us about some of the stat the stats in this game and and some good players. Yeah, I think the the offensive line had one of their better games, and, and the improvements that they've made this year under Coach Heldreth. Neat seeing him come back and kind of get that group uh, to where he thinks they can be, yep. uh, and that's really shown in the rush game. Uh, Curtis Kimmins had a great game, 79 yards, picked up his first touchdown. And then back to the defense, Ryan Cunningham led the way with 10 tackles. Uh, Trevor Doris, I thought, was outstanding at linebacker, kind of fit in that run game. That was that was Florida Memorial's biggest strength was the run game. Uh, and I thought our linebackers played really well, and, and Trevor was right at the top of the tackles. Well, it's nice to see, you know, obviously with the loss to Kaiser last weekend, uh, the weekend before, you know, the, the playoff chances are slim. Uh, but it's nice to see the team come out and fight. Because a lot of times when, when, when what you're playing for all year is, is, has dissipated, there's a little bit of a, a, a letdown. And I didn't see that. Uh, so what's next for the team? Yeah, going to head uh, to Miami Gardens. Things aren't going to get much easier. This yeah. is a tough stretch here at the end of the season. They're going to take on St. Thomas, which is playing for a playoff shot. They have one loss on the season in Sun Conference play. Uh, but with the new format of the NAI Football Championship Series expanding to 20, they still have a chance at getting to the postseason. They've traveled just about everywhere, picked up a win at Texas Wesleyan. They went to Carroll. So kind of like what, what Coach Clay was talking about, getting out of your geographic yep. area and getting your team seen. Uh, Coach Reichel's done a really good job of that the last two years. They went and beat a St. X team in Chicago that was in the top 15. This year they went and played Carroll, who's a top 15 team. We're right in that game yeah. until the last second, one at Texas Wesleyan. So it's not just, hey, why don't you come play us? It's, we'll go to you, we'll play you, and then you'll see why we're one of the top 20 teams and put us in the playoffs. And in talking to Coach Waugh, when he when he talks about the Bobcats, he says if you look if you look across the field, you see a senior laden team, yep, a team that came in as they started football four years ago and are now just just maturing into that that senior really solid team. So, be a really good test for us. Yeah, and and just like last week, a really good run game led by Rontavius Farmer. So you're going to have to to stop the run once again, but that is not all that they have. I remember when I coached, there were certain players, and I'm going. 
is she still playing? Yeah. Rontavious Farmer is one of them. When <laughs> yeah. I hear his name, I'm like, does he still have eligibility left? Absolutely. Come on. We don't want to face him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, ben, uh, Donnie, it's about that time of year. You know, it's one of my favorite times of year. It's basketball season. Air's getting cooler. Uh, the, the, you hear the basketball and the sneakers squeaking in the gym. Uh, starts this week. Tell us about it. Yeah, we got a lot of games coming up at the Furnace. So uh, if you're like yourself and you're a basketball junkie, you can watch just about anybody. We've got eight games starting tomorrow. So noon, 2.30, 5 and 7.30, Thursday and Friday. Uh, Southeastern will play the two 5 o'clock games. We're hosting the Sun Conference versus Southern States Conference crossover. Um, so you'll see Ave Maria come up. Warner's part of that. St. Thomas is the other Sun Conference team. Uh, Middle Georgia, Faulkner, Mobile, uh, and Stillman are uh, coming from the Southern States states. So uh, it's kind of split into like an afternoon session and an evening yeah. session. Uh, I really like our matchups, you know, St. Thomas against Faulkner, um, us against Mobile. Those should be some really good contests. Uh, Southeastern with a chance to, to prove that they belong in the top 25. St. Thomas is in the top 25. You know, Faulkner hosted a, a first round last year. Mobile uh, bringing back a solid crew as well. So yeah. should be some really good games this weekend. I've always, I always found it interesting to watch your conference opponents playing neutral right. site games it's it's a and it's a great for scouting i mean coaches i'm sure are not going to be you know missing much action from the other three teams in the conference playing uh how do these teams look yeah last season mobile was 18 and 11 they went 12 and 8 in the southern states conference they have already played a game they played pensacola christian beat them 79 to 51 um it'll be interesting to see that southeastern faulkner game you know, obviously yeah. there's there's some uh, history there. We went to Faulkner last year as part of this tournament uh, and played there in December. Then we went back up there for the opening round with two big wins, beating Union and beating Faulkner mm -hmm. uh, to head to the, the round of 16. Uh, Faulkner's already a game in as well when they beat Fist the other day, 89 to 84. Uh, so obviously nothing's changed there. They're still a very high scoring team. Uh, so the, the key is going to be to try and hold them down or, or keep pace with them. And for us, it's uh, it's the it's the post Riley Minix era starts, you know, and I, I know there's, um, you know, as a coach, you're, you know, you, don't, you hate to see a great player go. Uh, and we certainly wish Riley the best. But the other side of that coin is you get a fresh start. And so I know, you know, coaches, uh, Coach Lee is excited about, you know, the, the new guys that are coming in and, and trying to see how this team gels. So it should be really fun to watch this weekend. Absolutely. Looking forward to this roster again that, that Coach Lee's kind of built a little bit, got a handful of transfers, some new guys that are going to be able to step right in and, and help us out. Yeah, it should be interesting as it starts tomorrow. As for women's basketball, they are in this same type of tournament, but they travel this year. We hosted last – or they were in, in Florida last year. Uh, they travel to Faulkner, and, and, and Faulkner hosts the women's side of the SSAC Sun Challenge. What do you see there? couple of good games, especially that Loyola matchup. They start out as a top 25 team. Um, Loyola, I think just the other day, had an exhibition against LSU. Yes, them. Yeah. And then last week, I think they had an exhibition against Tulane. Um, so they... They might come in a little bit beat up, but I think also that gives their coaching staff a chance to look at who they are because, you know, teams like that are going to expose you pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, it gives you a, an early jump on kind of that self-scout, yep. uh, some areas of concern that once you get into the NAI, you've got some things shored up and you know what you're up against pretty quick. Well, of course, we got Coach uh, Brian Neal in his first season here. Um, you know, I know he's and talking to him yesterday. He's excited about the season, excited to get it. You know, you practice for so long here at the right. beginning. Let's just play somebody else. Uh, but we've got a we've got an exciting roster. We're banged up a little bit here to start. 
but to have 15 players uh, on the roster, um, you know, great mix of freshmen, returners, and transfers, you know, I think there's a lot of excite- exciting times ahead for this team. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think when you look at the Sun Conference, it's kind of hard to tell here in the early going. That that poll at the top was pretty tight. You know, Southeastern yeah. comes in at number one, St. Thomas right behind them. Uh, I think Southeastern had three first place votes, St. Thomas with two. So it, it could be a little bit of a toss up. You know, Florida Memorial, the defending champion, they lost a little bit. But again, I think they've got a solid group down there coming back. So uh, I think it's really wide open. Uh, you're yep. going to find out a lot with all these conference games now being second semester semester this year, uh, you're you're going to get a chance to know what you have going into that second semester. Yeah, that's great. Looking forward to, to seeing how the women do this weekend. Well, let's turn to golf. The men's and women's team hosted the SU Invitational over at Grasslands right in town here. They both won. Uh, I believe the women uh, thought they lost. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think Coach Joyner was congratulating the, the Ave Maria coach um, or whoever was second, but Scad, Scad, little so, Dewey defeats Truman moment. Yeah, so he he can, and then and then you know, uh, Brooke runs up and says, you know, we birdied the eighteenth or the eighteenth, and we won by one. You know, so tell us a little bit about yeah, that's the last that's the challenge a little bit with the shotgun start is just when you think everything's in, there may be one group that you didn't know was still out there yeah. or finishing up a hole or, or whatever the case was. Um, played really well on Monday. I thought what was interesting was Maria Stevens in the first round on the women's side set the program record for low 18 score at 68. Wow. And then within four and a half hours, Marley Smith shoots 67. That's crazy. So the team played really well. And then as a team, they were even par, 288 in the second round, uh, and then wow. ended up hanging on to win by one shot, as you mentioned. Uh, on the men's side, again, a one-shot victory. Ave Maria played really well with a pair of school record team scores. Uh, but Matthew Sosanek uh, kind of cruised a victor- victory there, posting a 65 in the second round, played even in the second round on Tuesday, and I was 71 in the first round. Uh, on Monday, so he was pretty well over the whole weekend and picked up his second win. And I know, I know the men, the men struggled uh, out of the gate here this year, but it's it's good to see and talking to coach, it's good to see you know them you know picking it up here. And, and really, if you look at if you look at men's and women's golf historically, you know we had Coach Phelps who did a good good job here for a long, a long time, you know. But uh, when we brought on David Joyner as the assistant coach, Coach Joyner really focused on the women. Mm-hmm. And Coach Phelps on the men, and when you have a coaching change, it's interesting because the women didn't get a new coach. Really, they they just had Coach Joiner, but the men did. And so sometimes with a coaching change, different philosophy, different different points of emphasis. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit, but it's good to see the guys really really stepping up here, and it's going to be an exciting spring. Yeah, and. Then- you mentioned some of those younger players getting involved. Marley Red uh, struggled a little bit in the first tournament at Innisbrook, and he was our second guy. Finished second in the tournament no. uh, this week. So I think they're a, a pretty tight group. Also, we had a B team since it was our tournament. We were able to golf some extra guys. Yep. Um, some of those guys on the B team showed that they were right there as well. So I think the the depth here in this penultimate tournament kind of showed as well. They're going to go to Reinhardt for one more. Um, and I think what also is an interesting tidbit this year is usually you've got two or three ratings for the NAI that come out in the fall uh, due to some changes with reporting and statistical software. Those are all getting pushed back to the spring. Mm. So some of those early challenges that the teams faced aren't even going to hurt them in the polls. All the teams are going to see when the Raiders look in the February are how they're playing in that first tournament in January and how they ended in the fall. Well, and it's interesting you say that about the B team because the best teams that I coached over the years had a great bench. 
Yeah. Because you've got you've got to have competition and practice to sharpen you up for for you know the the when the lights are on. And so it's it's good. I mean, when they go out to grasslands and practice, everybody's getting pushed every day. So that can't be bad for the team. All right. So we'll move to cross country. Okay. It's also playoff time for cross country. They head to Ave Maria uh, this weekend for the conference championship on Saturday morning. What's it look like for the men and women as they head down there? Yeah, the last time Ave Maria hosted it, we ended up winning both the men's and the women's. Mm-hmm. Um, men's team looks uh, like they're in position to win it. Uh, John Perez Dunn has been outstanding <laughs> this year. Uh, on the women's side, it looks like SCAD might be the team to beat on that side, uh, but we're right there. You know, obviously, it's it's going to depend on uh, how the conditions and everything and, and health and how everybody runs, but you know, we're in a position to finish first or second on both sides. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll be there. I'm, I'm, I have a busy weekend. I'm going down to Ave Maria for that, uh, that meet and then headed over to St. Thomas for football. Uh, now, we have a new sport in the athletic department. We've talked about this before, but eSports has joined the athletic department family. Uh, what's new with them? Yeah, the uh, I think the exciting part is in Madden, uh, Isaac Erickson's already qualified for the playoffs on that side. Uh, they're going to have another match in Madden coming up on Thursday against Post University. Um, also took a loss on Monday uh, in FC 24. And I think, like I told Dr. Engel last week, the interesting thing about esports is we're getting a chance to play teams that we never have played before or maybe have only been familiar with in name only. Yeah. Uh, getting those schools on your schedule has kind of been a, a neat experience. What's interesting that I found is interesting about esports, and I tuned in a little bit over the last few years, but but this year I've listened a little little bit more. Ethan Kadour, our coach, does the play-by-play for. I heard him do Madden, right? So he's. But if you tune in to other teams' broadcast of Madden, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Kadour is very professional. You know, run to the left, run to the right, drops back. You know, just very good commentary. But you hear, oh, he sucks. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> you hear, yep. like that, like like they pulled some guy out. Like, hey, just just be on the be on the yeah, broadcast. Talk to a little bit. And they just they're talking trash. It's easy. Anybody can do it. Trust me. <laughs> it's almost like they handed a microphone to the guy sitting next to him. Like sure. he's also playing and he's talking, you know, talking trash with his friends. But you know, we wish Coach Kadour and the and the team uh, luck the rest of the semester here. Well, Donnie, that's a wrap for today. Uh, thanks so much for everyone for joining us. As we close, I want to remind you to come out to our home games this week. Men's basketball, 5 o'clock the next two days. Mobile tomorrow. Faulkner Friday. Volleyball Saturday, 2 o'clock against Florida Memorial. Men's soccer, big quarterfinal matchup uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock up here in the north side of campus against Weber. Looking forward to a great weekend. Yeah, make sure you visit SUFire.com for the latest in fire athletics. You can get find the events calendar well as there as well as a link to watch all of our home games. Good luck to all of our teams this week. Go Fire!